Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, with the week's astro at large. Okay, June 19th to June 25th. We've got a couple of interesting uh, things going on here. So uh, before I get started, I just want to say that um, I'm so grateful uh, for all of your likes, shares, subscriptions. It really helps the, the channel a lot. So if you like this content and you enjoy it, please uh, leave a comment below and or share, subscribe. Um, all of that good stuff. So um, yes, very grateful. The other thing too is that we're um, we're about to start our second week of Astro for Beginners, and we had a blast. Um, but it's still not too late to join if you still want to jump in this week. It's Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We have a lovely group of uh, goddesses uh, with us, and so um, if you if you're kind of intimidated by the process, or you know a little Astro but you still feel intimidated, and Lord knows you're not the only one, um, <laughs> just say they. Um, you know, the smallest book in the world is like astrologers that are not intimidated learning astrology. Definitely possible. <laughs> anyway, um, we're happy to help. So, you know, you can just uh, register at starsoundastrology.com and or, you know, zip me an email, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com so you can take care of your questions. So anyway, all right, off we go. So this week we have um, a couple of interesting things. Today's Sunday, and by the way, happy Father's Day to everyone and Juneteenth, yay, Juneteenth, um, and recognition of our wonderful um, African-American culture, BIPOC, people of color, especially June 19th is the day the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, or at least it was announced, I guess signed, I don't know the details, but definitely um, a beautiful uh, holiday and uh, day of remembrance and um, empowerment. You know, we've got, we got Mars and Aries. So we are, we are clear and stepping into the full potential of who we are with, with our light. And so that's a very wonderful auspicious thing to celebrate at this time. Anyway, um, so this week we have uh, Saturday, you know, over the weekend, and it's going to perfect tomorrow, but we have a Mercury is in, in a sextile, a very positive aspect with Jupiter. So that's Jupiter in, um, it always represents is the greater benefic. So it's all about, you know, um, an enormous uh, largesse of, of, of opportunity and abundance and confidence and optimism. So with, with the Mercury sextile, it's like, hey, you know, you could find um, maybe another, uh, you could find that um, sales promotion or advertising or things um, or just communications with others have a greater ease. There may be some, you know, the ability to speak our truth is is in a, we're in an easy frame right now. So that's always a that's always a good thing. And uh, maybe with luck and ambition, you know, Jupiter's all around are all about that. Um, I would say to Mercury, the marketplace, um, agreements that we might have had, things that might have started um, right before Mercury went retrograde. It was also sextile Jupiter. So. Um, this could be bringing those things to completion if there was some slowdown or a reversal of, of, um, of paths during Mercury retrograde and uh, rethinking things. Now we're, we're back, Mercury's in direct motion, and you can you know, bring these, these uh, ideals and communiques and uh, all kinds of writing projects and learning and such to, to fruition. So that's going to be until about 4 p.m. Eastern time uh, tomorrow, Monday, the, the most, uh, the juiciest part of that. Um, the last, then we have our moon um, is going to be 
um, conjunct Neptune. And anytime the moon's conjunct Neptune, it's, it's always a very dreamy time, right? The moon is about rest and comfort and security and, you know, the intuitive yin side of us. And when it's in Neptune, we just want to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Um, but we can also dream, you know, Neptune and Pisces, right? There, there's the that's juicy dream time. And, and it's uh, dreaming up and all of the uh, things that we are creatively and artistically inspired by. We could find comfort in, 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 in music and um, dream time and meditation and yoga and you know, all of those, those wonderful yummy things. Um, so the, and it's the last quarter moon, right? Before the full moon. So we're kind of, we're winding down this Gemini season and so the moon, you know, is, is kind of like saying, okay, you know, um, Gemini, you know, the sun's in this like last degrees of Gemini. And it's like, oh, you know, like jumping all over the place. And the moon's like, okay, chill. It's like, I got you, you know, let's bring those dreams that we've been um, working on um, and, and let, let, let it be like stardust, you know, just like the moon in that beautiful, peaceful, dreamy conjunction with Neptune. Let it just sprinkle like stardust over all the excitement, enthusiasm, and, and wonderful, fun uh, Gemini energy of the sun. You know, let it just bring its blessing over to that and um, let the two mingle, even though, you know, that square is like, you kind of feel like a, like a little conflict about that. But um, you know, just, just have it be easy is what I'm, what I'm hearing, you know, um, and, and have it be okay that you, you know, sometimes we just need rest. We, sometimes we just need a little more rest and, and not to, to judge ourselves about that, but allow that quiet time to creatively inspire those wonderful, um, promoting and networking that, that we're, um, you know, out doing. So it's like a soft landing. That's the words that came to me. Soft landing of this month's um, Gemini activities and Gemini season. Um, and then Tuesday, we have Cancer ingress. The sun goes into Cancer, and that's at zero degrees of Cancer. Now, this is the solstice. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, summer solstice. Southern Hemisphere, winter solstice. Um, symbolically, you know, the Cancer the, the moon in cancer, you know, uh, this is the birth and the, the birth of a whole new cycle, you know, a solstice, um, this is a turning point, right? Cancer is a cardinal sign. So it's not only the changing of season, but it's also the birth, like in the Thema Mundi, the Latin terms for the, the um, you know, the, the ordering of the world and the world map, um, the uh, world was birthed, right? We have um, the moon representing birth, fertility, right? So you think about cancer season, cancer is ruled by the moon, the sun is ruled by the moon, right? This ripening and this fertile uh, blossoming of, of life, right? So um, this is where in the Northern hemisphere it's summer solstice, it's, you know, the heat and this and summertime and it's, it, it you know, so obviously our weather is exactly correlating with the, um, the, the star map. In the south, you have to think of it as symbolic. You know, if you're in the southern hemisphere, you're like, what do you mean? You know, it's in the middle of the winter here and I'm freezing. You know, it's like, okay, but it's, it's symbolic. So um, that, that beautiful, you know, the, the, the cancer ingress is, um, you know, it's a, it's a major deal, right? It, it's, um, I'm gonna be talking more about that in another, um, we'll get deeper into the ingress of cancer, the ingress or the entrance of, of the sun and cancer. But, you know, we've got the a new moon, of course, coming up next week. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week. But for this cancer ingress, um, you know, this is, this is not only the change of a season, but, it, but 
whatever map, you know, the, the, the chart that we construct for the cancer ingress is going to be kind of like the little weather report for the next um, three months, right? From, from the summer into the fall. So it'll kind of give us a little, I've got some cool notes that I will share with you around that, you know, what we can expect and, and what kind of themes are at play. Um, but anyway, our, certainly with cancer season, it's like comfort and security and being vulnerable and authentic, you know, vulnerability is, is being authentic and all of those things will come to play. Um, our need for nurturing ourselves and each other and our families and our mothers. And, you know, these are all very Cancerian, you know, food and cooking in the home and the hearth. These are all very Cancerian traits. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's some cool observations I found with the USA map, and I'll, I'll be sharing that with you, but um, in the next video. However, um, I just wanted to say that with, um, well, actually, you know what, let me, let me just say now, yeah, I might as well just, yeah, the solstice, you know, we, let me pull up the chart here. I'm just willing to share this with you. Okay, so here it is for Washington, D.C. It is at, uh, Five, it's 5.13 a.m. So let me just get, grab that. Uh, sun at zero cancer. And here we are, 5.13 a.m. And it is, um, you know, zero, zero. So of course, zero degrees of any sign is a critical degree, which means that it's like the acorn has the entire potential of the oak is contained in the acorn. So what, what always watch a planet at zero degrees of sign because it will be presenting, it's like the preview, the coming attractions, the movie can, you know, you get the high kind of the gist of the movie in that three minute trailer. And so whatever's coming up for you at that time is, is something to be watched and noticed. You know, we could journal about it, we can notice it and we, we can feel the effects of these things in our lives. And it will be a, a, like a little theme, you know, for for the um, for the summer or winter if you're in the southern hemisphere. So these next three months. So it's it's not just dictating the cancer, the sun in Cancer, but it's also for these next three months. Um, so Venus, as you can see here, we have Venus in 28 degrees of Taurus, and it's it's in domicile, and it's one of its favorite places, right? Taurus, and the other is Libra. So Venus and Taurus, earthy Taurus, earthy, sensible, grounded Taurus um, is making an exact trine with Pluto. Pluto, the god of the underworld of transformation of deep cathartic emotional breakdown, breakthrough, deep psychological penetrating insights into the very nature of our being and our subconscious. So this, this exact trine is, is definitely something that's gonna be you know, we're engaging with like, um, you know, I think of like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and, you know, here's, you've seen in the news probably, you know, Amber is, you know, not that I'm saying this is right or wrong, just simply sharing that she is like processing in the news, you know, all of this of what the fallout of, of her losing the case with Johnny Depp. So, you know, there's a lot I could say about that, but, but just to say that you know, you're seeing these archetypes at play about women and, and power and women in our power and um, what, what kind of lessons are there and what kind of unearthing of toxic patterns for anyone, regardless of what gender we are, you know, what are some deep societal scars that must be healed um, out of, of um, this, you know, this transit is giving us this, this chance and this opportunity to, to realize that 
Um, this is a really powerful time to be um, to be examining these things for healing, for regenerating and connecting with others and the earth um, in ways that we have not seen before. You know, with, with Pluto, it's like we're going into the underworld, the underbelly, and we're coming out the other side, like the, sh the shaman that takes you into the underworld so that you can let old parts of you that are toxic and no longer useful, let them die so that we can be like the phoenix, you know, rebirth. So that's going to be a major theme with this, uh, with the solstice and with the can cancer ingress, um, the exact trying to Pluto. Mars, meanwhile, is entering into a square with Pluto, as you can see here, Mars in Aries and in its domicile. So Venus and Mars are both in their home signs. You know, they're very strong. They're, very, they're really it's very strongly uh, speaking up. You know, Venus in the in the sign of Taurus ruling the throat. You know, women speaking up, and um, and the divine feminine making her presence known to all of us. And we have here uh, Mars in a square. It's coming into a square with Pluto. It will be perfect, um, perfected exactly at 28 degrees over the July 4th weekend. That will be an intense weekend, I have to say. You know. Looking at that, I'd be like, you know what, dude, stay away from fireworks, like watch them on TV or, uh, you know, don't don't play with fireworks. <laughs> That's like one thing that really is loud. Um, you know, when you see trouble coming down the street, cross the street, <laughs> be a peacemaker. Um, don't get into, you know, stand for light and stand for peace and stand for regeneration, um, not destruction, you, you might say, um, as a. Um, as that, but you know, I'm not going to be talking about the red. I'll get more into that, you know, as as we get closer. But it is for this ingress, you know, what we are dealing with here, with that. Um, it, it's an in applying square to Pluto over that uh, that time period. It's also, believe it or not, conjunct the USA Chiron. I I, I went and double checked, and I'm willing to be wrong, but I double checked this. The USA chart. USA has, we're in our Chiron, not only in our Pluto return, but we're also in our Chiron return for this, for the USA. So we're looking at these deep woundings that we've had, you know, since what childhood, since the beginning of our country and what needs to heal and what, what is it that needs to heal? Well, obviously with Chiron in the sign of, of in, in, in the temple of Mars, Chiron and Aries, we were healing about standing on our own two feet from the British crown, right? Very obvious. Um, and so it's just this, it's not going to be directly, Chiron itself will not be directly at 20 degrees, not for another couple of years. So it'll dance across that point from, um, what is it, 2024 to 2025, right? The exact Chiron return, but it's in the room, right? It's Chiron's been in Aries for some years. But the fact that Mars for the for the cancer um, for the solstice and the cancer ingress, Mars, as you can see here, is exactly 20 degrees partile conjunction, 20 degrees and eight minutes with the Chiron of the USA. So I just thought, wow, that's that's pretty outrageous. Uh, you know, to to you know, what is that saying? Well, definitely, um, you know, I I, I always want to come in from you know. We've obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of violence and such in the last, you know, all these tragedies and shootings um, in the last several weeks with, you know, it's not very easy with Mars and Aries and then Jupiter right there, you know, backing them up and pushing, pushing its way into the sign of Aries. 
However, um, you know, we, we always want to look and emphasize, you know, the potential here for healing, the potential for standing up powerfully for ourselves and healing this wound where we never feel like we're enough. Aries, right? We, you know, our own sovereignty, our own identity and embracing who we are um, and, and no matter what and, and, and standing up and, and not being like, I'm not gonna be told to sit down, you know, but, but not get combative about it, but to be passionate about it, very big difference, right? So this is something that's really um, at the, you know, we, we all feel this, it's very, very strong right now. Um, so anyway, it, I just wanted to mention that the USA Chiron, like, wow, that's definitely bringing up like old woundings. And what do you do with the Chiron, with, with Chiron? You know, how do you heal that? It's like that Achilles heel, you know, that part of us that doesn't seem to get healed no matter what. Well, if you think about it, it's, we have to turn that into um, a, a healing salve. You know, the very thing that wounds us, you know, is the thing that will actually heal us. So not feeling that we are enough, you know, by assisting others in helping them realize that standing up and um, standing proud, you know, and being, being a, a strong pioneering spirit of change in that direction and helping others realize this. So we, we take it off of ourselves and we, and we uh, assist others with it. So um, that's just something that coming to me. Um, anyway, and so um, for the ingress, uh, Mercury is, like I said, over this weekend, Mercury in this nice sextile, it's separating from that square. So it's like all these lessons um, about speaking our truth, our empowered divine self. When you think about Jupiter, you know, in Vedic astrology, Guru, Jupiter is called Guru. Literally, same spelling, right? What is Guru in Sanskrit? It's the dispeller of darkness. So um, speaking up um, and addressing our shadow or others and having honest, uh, real connection and being curious around other people's points of view and not being like this, you know, pontificating like I'm right and, you know, this like letting go of the right wrong and just being open and curious about uh, investigating and, and engaging in conversation with say, you know, people who come from another point of view with say religion or spirituality or, or truth. And so exploring that and, you know, sharing transformation with others, your own and, and uh, engaging others and bringing everyone together and being curious and checking out other sides of things, you know, getting our, getting our hands dirty and into something else that's not our world. That, that's a really, I think that's what we'll be feeling as, as we move forward with the Mercury separating its sextile. So it's like the lessons and the experiences we had, we can roll this forward for the next few months. Um, Venus is separating from its square of, with Saturn, which it was in this past week. And so that's about, you know, being wise, like, like the lessons in, in, in agreements we make in our relationship with others and, and connecting with others and um, making, you know, the lessons that we've learned about adding that dose of maturity and wisdom into how we relate with others, thinking about the greater good and what's best for the collective as we engage and um, our desires, you know? And so we're, again, we're carrying that wisdom forward um, 
I would say too, you know, think about Mahatma Gandhi, you know, like be the change you wish to see in the world. That's just something that came up for me um, with, with our friends and our relationships. Um, or maybe something you might want to ask yourself is, you know, are my relationships and my agreements and, and who I love and how I love, is that in, in alignment with my future self, with a society that I want to see moving forward? Question to ask ourselves. Um, Ceres, if you notice here, Ceres, which is a minor planet, minor meaning it's not the size of you know, Jupiter by no means, but nothing is really. Um, anyway, it looks like a sickle. And Ceres, the word cereal comes from uh, goddess Ceres, the goddess of grain and agriculture, right? So Ceres represents in a chart where we nurture, where and how we nurture ourselves. Where are, where are we not nurturing ourselves, right? It's always the duality. Where are we not nurtured and fed? What does comfort us? We have Ceres is in its, um, is in cancer for this ingress and it is very close to Sirius. <laughs> difference with Ceres with a C, C-E-R-E-S, Sirius, the most brilliant star in the heavens, which is what, uh, 14 degrees of cancer. So it is just past its conjunction with Sirius. And I think that that could be a, well, you know, when you think about it, uh, Sirius is, um, you, you, we're speaking here about food and comfort and security and our connection, what feeds us, you know, what nourishes us, our connection with our higher selves, with the stars. Sirius was, uh, is the most, is do the dog star, you know, Canis Major, and it is uh, the brightest star in the heavens. It's, it's brighter than like a million of our suns, you know, it's just Jigundo and it's in its size. And um, it represents the goddess Isis, right? The ancient, the, the goddess, the Egyptian goddess. Um, and so when we think about um, this particular conjunction, um, this is very much, you know, Sirius is very much connected with, um, devotion, compassion and devotion. So there's no, there's no uh, very, it is obviously, uh, there's no uh, accident that it's very, it's conjunct the sun of the USA in our July 4th, 1776. Um, so, you know, when you think about, again, you know, fighting the British, it's like, we are so devoted to being this, uh, a kind mothering land of, of, uh, of a democracy where everyone has an equal voice and we're gonna take care of each other and look out for each other. Um, you know, the ideal being that uh, food and comfort and security and vulnerability and staying devoted no matter what and never, ever giving up. Never giving up. So there's this element of the divine mother, the goddess, the, the compassion, the devotion. Don't give up no matter what. It seemed, and, and that lesson is like, we're gonna be rolling, you know, as we roll forward in this ingress, in this cancer season, don't give up no matter what. What is it gonna to take to nurture ourselves? What's it gonna to take to create a, a safe homeland, our home and where we, our physical home, but also our home, like where we find ourselves at home. With, and our relationships with our loved ones and our intimate relationships with our, our families. You know, so these, these are questions that we might wanna ask ourselves in this cancer ingress. Uh, okay, so uh, that's enough for uh, the cancer, cancer ingress. And um, 
And then I want to say that Wednesday, uh, Venus will then move into Gemini. So it spends about a month in a sign. And so Venus is out of her domicile and in the sign of Gemini. So that could be very fun. I know it's been a long two and a half years, right? With the pandemic, but guess what? Um, this is a great time where we could be very spirited and very enthusiastic. Like, you know, when I think of Gemini, that Mercury, Mercury's temple, right? He's, he's that playful trickster. So who knows, you know, your dating life, if you're like looking for somebody to, to, to uh, partner with or date, you know, this could be some, you might find yourself um, being more curious and exploring worlds that, you know, maybe wasn't your, your normal territory, right? So it's good. Remember Mercury, he's got those winged feet in the hat. You know, he's always flitting around. He's like the ultimate ADD poster boy or Peter Pan, right? So look, if you if you meet some guy like who's like immature or just fun loving and Peter Pan and jumps over here and then changes his mind, it, look, you've been warned, just saying it's the season, right? <laughs> so, you know, you might fall in love with Peter Pan. I don't know. Um, but at least it, that, that person would be, you know, very original, lots of great pre creative problem solving, um, you know, uh, new thoughts, new ideas, open-minded, change your mind, change it back. It's mutable. It's a mutable sign, Quicksilver. So being, a, being adaptable and spontaneous and how we connect with others and, and um, hook up with others and we fall in love with, you know, we can fall in love with data and, and consume books and learning in school. You know, that might be our love affair is like with the written word, you know, um, but to have fun with this, because um, Mercury's, you never see Mercury with a sad face, right? He's always like laughing and he's like, let's just throw stuff up in the air, you know, when Mercury's retrograde, it's like this, he's in his element. <laughs> so we're going to be taking some spontaneous fun uh, variety, uh, socializing, uh, you know, think of it as just this big fun and endeavor, uh, a variety of love. Maybe, maybe you'd love more than one person, right? The twins, right? I have this, but I have this. And, you know, let's maybe be careful that we're not playing one person against the other, because that might happen. And, and uh, as we change our mind, or we might, you know, not use that in the highest way of like playing one against the other. Um, I remember when my, uh, I have a sister who's, who's Gemini son and uh, oh my goodness, I remember growing up, she'd be like, mom, you know, can I have this, this thing, you know, like this ice cream or something? No, no, you're not. You're not allowed to have that. Then she'd go to my dad. Hey, dad, can I have this ice cream? Yeah, sure. Oh, fine. Okay. And then she's like eating the ice cream. My mother's like, wait a minute. I told you that it, you're not allowed to have that. Well, dad said I could, you know, so they, that's like the total Gemini archetype. So just saying we could have lots of fun and I hope we do. Um, you might find yourself with a, uh, if in terms of relationships, you know, a younger partner who's charming and witty and just, you know, takes you with like Peter Pan, hold my hand, we're gonna fly away. You know, it's like, that sounds like fun. At least if nothing else, you just see other points of view. And when you finally land after it leaves, it's, what is it, uh, till July 17th. So from June 22nd to July 17th, you're going to have this Peter Pan type of spirited energy. So I say, what the hey, have fun with it. <laughs> so uh, that's all for this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this and got value out of it. And like I said, um, just at, you know, hit that like, share, subscribe button. It's always wonderful. And if you have any questions, you're Liana at starsoundastrology.com. 
chart readings, um, any and all of that good stuff. And we are here for you. So anyway, all right, this is all for today. And I'll be have a wonderful, fun week and enjoy it. And um, happy solstice, happy cancer ingress. And we'll see you next time. Okay, Erliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.